1-800-BETS-OFF. From the Jeff Rose Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to get into the NFL draft. Two Iowans, native Iowans, in all likelihood we'll hear their name called on Thursday night. Penning and you and I, Linderbaum at Iowa. Will they both go in the first 32 picks? If you had to bet, TC, yay, nay. Yes, I, I think they both you. hear their name called on Thursday evening, and how cool that'll be for the state. Absolutely. I think Penning is the first one. Might as well throw Brees Hall in there too. He'll be it. he'll be close. He'll be close. And that almost fifty year streak of no first rounder for the Cyclones. It's been a long time. Does he break it? If it does, maybe Buffalo, who's shopping mm-hmm. for a running back, we'll see. Dave Sinekin joins us. His uh, mock draft for the Packers. You Packer fans, it's out theheadcheese.com, theheadcheese.com. Uh, Dave's I retweeted the mock draft, so if you follow me, you can see it there. Dave Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Dave Sinekin? I'm uh, good. Good to talk to you guys, and uh, very excited that the draft is finally almost here. Indeed, you got a couple of picks, so you get to participate. Trent's a Bears fan. I'm a Broncos fan. We're out. Uh, both of our squads will have to wait until Thursday. But the draft is uh, it's it's an an event unlike any other when it comes to these things. I mean, the Bellagio and the Fountains. It's going to be, I think, really good TV. So we haven't we draft in a second. Let's talk about the off season, where the Packers are at uh, as they get set to. Uh, draft on Thursday night. Obviously, the, the the biggest news was number twelve is going to be back. Uh, when Adams made it known that he was um, maybe looking to go elsewhere, how how involved do you think was Aaron Rodgers in at least in being kept up onto you know we think we 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 can't afford him. He, uh, we're going to have to trade him. Uh, was Rodgers in the room or up on what was going on? Had, he had to have been right. Yeah, my understanding is he was, and it really wasn't that Adams wants out, please send me anywhere. It was, if there's any way I can go to the Raiders and play with Derek Carr right. in, in uh, you know the, for the team I grew up rooting for and the quarterback I played with in college, I'd love to go there. I mean, if, if Green Bay had a year ago set, put a big deal in front of him, I think he would have signed it. But the fact that they kind of hemmed and hawed because they wanted to know if they were going to have Rodgers or not, really, you don't really want to sign Adams if you're starting over. Right. I mean, yeah, you love Adams, but do you want to devote that kind of capital to a, a wide receiver when you're basically starting over? So I think the Rodgers domino had to fall. By the time it did, as far as Adams was concerned, uh, that was too late. So he had made his mind up. But I'm I'm quite certain Rodgers was well aware that this was a very distinct possibility. Number 22 and number 28, a lot of people obviously thinking about targeting a wide receiver, whoever seems to be there down at that spot. But the likelihood before we get to that, that they package these picks together and move mm. up, maybe even as high as into the top 10. Is that something that you could see Goodacoust and company doing and moving up there real high and getting whoever that wide receiver, more than likely Garrett Wilson of Ohio State is, the apple of their eye? Yeah, I think it's possible, but I, I don't think it's likely. I think it's more likely they would package one of their, like, maybe 22 and one of their two second-round picks to move into, like, the 14, 15, 16 mm-hmm 
area if one of the receivers, if they've fallen in love with one of the top four guys, uh, they know is going to be there at like 14 where the Ravens pick. I think that would cost you like 22 and 59. I think they'd be more willing to, you know, wait and not give up both their number one picks. But remember, this is an organization that has not drafted a wide receiver in the right. first round since Javon Walker in 2001. And despite the real need there, uh, I still would not be completely stunned if those top four guys are off by the time they're picking and the next guy might be trailing Burks or George Pickens and maybe they feel like they can wait. Um, maybe they'll wait till Friday and, and address offensive line and defense and just completely panic Packer Nation and and uh, NFL Network and have fun on Friday morning. It, it wouldn't shock me, but it also wouldn't shock me if they ended up trading one of those first-round picks for a established player, whether it's a you know, Terry McLaurin, A.J. Brown, wow. the reports of a Darren, Darren Waller deal, yep. the second-round pick that might be out there. So they might still be looking to add a veteran name here with one of those four picks in the first two days. Yeah, Waller, to me, is uh, he's he's amongst the best tight ends in the game. And we think of Kelsey here. We think of Kittle, of course. Those two at the top of the list. But, man, this Waller can really play. The kid in Baltimore is good, too. Uh, there's a lot of them. But Waller belongs in any conversation. So let me, uh, let's me let go to Sammy Watkins. What did they get there? Is this a one-year prove-it deal? Or is this a... Uh, I don't have many years left. I'll take what I can type of deal because he certainly had uh, his moments in the NFL. What has Sammy Watkins got left in your mind, Dave Sinekin? Yeah, I think it's the former. I think it's a one-year prove-it deal. It sounds like he's going to make uh, about $1.7 million. It was reported as a one-year $4 million deal, which he could still earn, but he would have to hit all kinds of marks, like eight touchdowns, the receptions, touchdowns. He'd have to put uh, a, a nice resume together to earn anything close to four million. It's probably closer to two, two and a half. You know, I think we're all familiar with Watkins and the top five pick and how he's bounced around teams because he just can't stay healthy. Uh, when he's on the field, he's certainly a difference maker, but you know, he hasn't been a guy you could really count on. I, I feel like, you know, if it's opening day and, and they're making final cuts and, and Sammy Watkins ends up getting cut. I'm not going to be completely shocked. It mm-hmm. obviously depends what happens with the draft and you know remaining free agents that might be available after the draft. If Green Bay didn't get their guy, maybe they look at Will Fuller, Emmanuel Sanders. Maybe they, they add another veteran to the room, depending on how the this week and weekend goes. Um, but I think you know Watkins, you know, in a perfect world, you know he'll be like the you know a top four receiver for this team. Not a guy they're going to count on to put up huge numbers but if he can stay healthy you know he certainly gives them uh you know a veteran voice a guy that knows how to get open and, and can still run away from people so i'm i'm lukewarm i guess i'm not expecting big things but it's certainly a guy you like to add to the room that that needs people right now well it goes without saying wide receiver certainly towards the top of their list what else are they going to be looking for here with this draft a lot of picks out there Offensive tackle seems to jump to mind, but, boy, they've done such a good job of developing offensive tackles. They can probably wait a little bit longer. What else do you anticipate they're going to be going after, at least early? Yeah, I, I think they'll add a couple linemen at some point during the week because they always do, and they, they let Billy Turner go and they let Lucas Patrick go. I think in a perfect world they see Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins as their two tackles, but they're both coming off ACL injuries, and you, know, you don't know where they're going to be. Uh, they also like what Josh Nyman gave them at left tackle when he sat in for uh, Bakhtiari last year. So I don't know if tackle's a huge need that I would address maybe in the first three or four picks. I think it's more likely they'll look at the guard uh, to help on the inside. They may have the first guard off the board if they want to go 
you know, with their first pick, a guy like Kenyon Green from Texas A&M might be a guy that they could plug right into that right guard spot and feel really good about. So I do think they'll address the offensive line, and they need a third pass rusher with Zadarius Smith exiting and heading to Minnesota. You know, maybe a, a George Karlaftis from Purdue happens to drop, and they can grab him at 22. I mocked uh, the Penn State kid, Arnold Evacati, uh with the 28th pick. I think they're going to look for a pass rusher. Uh, they're really thin after Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, and they like to rotate guys in. And I think having a third guy that might be there for them late in the first round, I think they'll look in that direction. And the other kind of sneaky need is safety. Uh, they do have Amos and Savage, but there's no guarantee either guy is back after 2022. I'll be really stunned if Amos comes back. They'll have to decide on a fifth-round option for Savage. But, you know, a guy like Daxton Hill from Michigan might still be there or the kid from Georgia scene. I wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay looked at a safety early. Uh, they like those athletic guys that can you can plug in at slot corner maybe or play either safety spot. So those are a few positions I think you'll see Green Bay address uh, besides the much-expected wide receiver spot. Uh, your thoughts on the uh, division uh, overall? What's the NFC North done? Of course, the Packers, what, three years in a row they've won 13, ball, uh, 13 games now? I think it's three years in a row. Yeah, not a whole lot of playoff wins. But a lot of True. Wins uh, so so the Vikings, uh, they finished second last year. The Lions are the Lions, and the Bears are are hoping that Fields develops um, and takes that next step forward. Your thoughts on what the division has done? Has anybody closed the gap uh, on the Packers? Well, if there's only if there's a team that has, the Vikings would like to think they have, and Vikings fans are certainly already excited about the moves the Vikes made, like adding Zadarius Smith, mm-hmm. for example, poaching another former Packer, and if he can stay healthy, and if Daniel Hunter can stay healthy, then their defense could look a whole lot different. But there's still a lot of holes on that side of the ball uh, for Minnesota, and you know, new head coach, new GM. There's a lot of fresh air and a lot of C words like cohesion, collaboration, <laughs> yeah. chemistry are being thrown around up here and they're feeling really good about their team we know they've got you know terrific weapons at dalvin cook and justin jefferson adam Thielen, and irv smith's back from the injury uh they still have to prove that they're okay up front they've made some changes but i think that's still an issue for minnesota and their their cornerback room is you know they did add shannon sullivan former packer and they brought back the uh, aging patrick peterson but they need some some help i think a cornerback as well i i think they have a chance to be a playoff team but it feels like an eight nine, maybe ten win operation for Minnesota if Cousins takes to the new offense. I still think, as most believe, it's the Packers division as long as Rodgers is healthy, and I don't think it's particularly close next season. You mentioned the playoff failures. As good as the regular season has been, that has become a pretty big talking point. Are you sensing frustration from Packer fans? Is it getting to a point where people are ready for something else. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the great of the games, but it's going to end at some point. Where are Packers as a whole, the fan base, behind Aaron Rodgers, and are they all behind him, or or more and more people jumping on, you know what, this guy's not worth the headache because we're not seeing the playoff wins. Yeah, Trent, I think there's a lot of frustration. I think a lot of Packer fans kind of felt after last season, well, you've been the number one seed the last two years, and you haven't mm-hmm. you know, gotten to a Super Bowl, and you know what else can you ask for? Yeah. What you work for all year is to earn a one seed and make the playoffs run through Lambeau. And that's what they've done the last two years. Granted, two years ago there were no fans, but uh, both those games were winnable and, and Green Bay couldn't close the deal. I feel like they have addressed the biggest issues from the debacle in the playoffs. I mean, that was a special teams disaster. It was a special teams disaster all season in Green Bay. And 
Uh, they definitely addressed that by bringing in former Raiders uh, head coach Rich Bisaccia to take over that unit. And I think this draft is going to really have Bisaccia's fingerprints all over it. I expect him to coerce, if that's the right word, Goody, uh, to find players to add to those special teams units, something they really haven't done in the past. They just had their backups fill in. They're going to they're going to target special teams guys, including a returner. I really think they'll find a returner this weekend. That's not something they've done in the past. So getting special teams from, you know, fraudulent and embarrassing, even up to respectable and average would be huge for a team that's got, you know, a very good offense and a very good defense. So I think that without the special teams gas, Green Bay moves past San Francisco last January. And then, you know, Devontae Adams, you know, maybe the best receiver in football and Green Bay is a better team with him. But Rodgers is 7-0 and when Adams hasn't been on the field with him. And I think there is something to him developing tunnel vision, which we saw in San Francisco, especially with the ill-fated final heave to Adams. He, he forced the ball to 17 a lot and didn't yep. play within the... Lazard the was wide open. Sometimes. So I, I, I just think they, they've made some changes, and I don't think they're going to be bad changes. I think ultimately... They're going to benefit by some of the big things they address this offseason. Mm. So same to you, uh, Dave Sinek. We'll get you out of here on this. Dave Sinek, you can read his mock draft at theheadcheese.com and keep up with all the Packers information. Does it seem to you that the balance of power now resides in the AFC with all of I mean, I, Trent and I went around it uh, last week, the week before. We can legitimately make a case for, you know, for, for 10, 11, 12 teams to come out of the AFC. Hundred percent. Yeah, with all those young quarterbacks being drafted into the AFC, it looks like they're going to rule the roost for a while. You look at uh, the NFC with Brady and Rodgers are still around, and the Rams obviously are the defending champs. But after those three teams, there's, there's a lot of question marks about you know are the Cowboys next? Uh, the NFC West uh, with with Lance taking over in San Francisco, there there isn't the depth, there isn't the competition. So these things go in cycles, and now the NFC will restock with quarterbacks and. Six, seven years from now, it might change. But, yeah, for right now, it looks like a fiercely competitive AFC and one that's really going to be fun to follow, especially, obviously, in, in the restocked AFC West. Well, Dave, though you are a Packer fan, you live up in the Twin Cities, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the Timberwolves. You've done mm. a lot of work with Trent Tucker yep. in the past. And Saturday mornings. Big, big uh, matchup here this evening. Pivotal Game 5 on the road at Memphis. It's been a fun season, no doubt about it frustrating moments, but where we are, got to get two out of three here, and two of those games are in Memphis. How are you feeling about the T-Wolves? I think it'll be a surprise if they end up winning the series, but they do match up well with them. You know, they split the regular season. They, they've figured out a way to defend John Morant and make him uncomfortable, so I'm really going to watch how Morant plays tonight because if he continues to struggle tonight, then the Wolves have a real good chance to steal uh, game five. They've stayed healthy. That's a key in the playoffs. A lot of teams are dealing with injuries, as you guys know. Um, but but whether this team is ready to step into that FedEx Forum tonight and, and grab game five after the way uh, game four went down with the big win, I guess I'd be surprised. But man, they've taken a big step um, from 26 wins to 46 wins. Anthony Edwards uh, in a couple years will be a top five player in the NBA. Yep. And you know, it's all about Carl Anthony Towns. When he played the way he did game four, channel that rage, as he likes to say, and, <laughs> and just forget about the noise and play basketball. Uh, they've got two dynamic players, two of the three best players in that series. So 
Uh, they have a chance tonight, but I guess I'll be surprised if they can pull it out. My takeaway from Game 4 was the speed that the security showed when that kook <laughs> tried to run on the field. What a tackle. I mean, that was a, What is it about the... I, I understand the whole thing about the you know killing the chickens, etc., and Glenn Taylor apparently is invested. But man, oh man, um, that's the third time during the playoffs that we've had two in Minnesota and one in Memphis, Dave. It's crazy. Yeah, it's an organization out of the Twin Cities. And, you know, after the second one in the Twin Cities where it was, how did that woman get a big chain through security yes, when yes. she chained herself? And then after the last game, how do they get seats right behind right. Glenn Taylor and his wife? I mean, how does that – I mean, they're very uh, – they're doing a very good, good job of finding their way to, to slip through the cracks of security. It, it's a little scary, a little dangerous, but, yeah, I think I tweeted, I might take those two first-round picks <laughs> – and trade up for that security guard yeah. and throw him somewhere on the defensive line. <laughs> what a play he made. Uh, good stuff. Dave Sinigan, theheadcheese.com. Dave, thank you for doing this. If we, uh, uh, When the schedule comes out early May, I'm sure we'll circle around again as we ramp our way up to, uh, to August and training camps opening up. Thank you, Dave Sinigan. Anytime, guys. Take it easy. Appreciate it. Theheadcheese.com. Dave Sinekin as we take a look at the Packers. By the way, we're going to stay in that division. Paul Allen is going to join Trent and I, well, in 45 minutes, about well, about an hour. Um, he's on the air right now, so we can't get him live. We're going to tape him after our show today and play PA tomorrow at about 10.35. And Bears fans, we didn't forget about you Friday as the Bears don't have a first-round pick. Right. We will talk with our Jeff Hughes, Jeff Hughes. Right? And Cappy tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, but we'll get PA tomorrow. Look forward to catching up with our friend Paul Allen. Always a fun conversation. And also got to find out. They're getting gambling up there, right? Apparently so. They're, Minnesota might be next. Those bus trips to Northwood are no longer happening. You no, know, for for a lot of them. That casino's going to... Well, uh, they'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're... Um, there's a bunch of Minnesota license plates in the parking mm-hmm. lot, right? Or they get across the border, and as soon as the app activates <laughs> right. and the geofencing, they're good. They don't even have to go that far if they got the app. We will take our time out, but before we do that, it's time for another $1,000 home run. Go to KXNO.com. Once you get there, enter the keyword cash. Cash. At KXNO.com, your chance to win $1,000. We have done the Packers. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs with our friend Nick Athen. Uh, next, primetimesportstalk.com. Nick next on the Chiefs, Miller and Condon, Trent's Play of the Day, Circus Sports. Still to come, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Roofing.net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Do you remember the time that Michael Jordan won the first of his 3 P championships? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Holders, let's ride. 
Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renner's Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renner's Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness. We build it better. Now back to Miller and Condon. On 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM, here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. The dominoes, they'll be falling on Thursday. See what I did there? That's really good. That's a veteran move. Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk to our What a great friend. song. It is, right? Really good song. Uh, let's get to our friend Nick Athen. Those Kansas City Chiefs, I have not liked their offseason. I like the Justin Reed signing. I thought that, well, the Tyreek Hill thing is a head-scratcher to me. They've got two picks in the first round. Let's get to our friend Nick Athen, yep. primetimesportstalk.com. Hello, Nick. Trent and Ken, how are you? Trent and Ken, what is up? Been a while. Good to catch up with you. Look, I um, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I like the Justin Reed signing. I do. I think that that is Matthew was a good player. I think he still can be a decent player, but Justin Reed's a whole lot younger. Yeah. And uh, and coming, I mean, he was. I don't know. He was the lone ranger on that Houston defense, but uh, he yeah. didn't have a lot of help. But he's a good player. Tyreek Hill is. Um, is otherworldly. I mean, what a weapon uh, that the uh, Chiefs, uh, the team, and their fan base have been able to watch uh, over his the course of his career. I was surprised at this, Nick. What was behind it? Was it purely money? And, you know, you can't continue to pay all of these guys. Something had right. to give, and it was Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, I, I think Tyreek wanted to play in Miami. You know, he got his ring. He wanted to be the highest paid, even if it was temporary, wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I think a lot of factors went into it, and I think the Chiefs looked at it and said, hey, if some team is dumb enough to give us five draft picks, <laughs> including a one, two, and a four, I, I'd probably make that move, you know, any day of the week because I just think that, that the Chiefs looked at the future. I think they became uh, – this is a terrible thing for me to say, but it's true – I think they sort of became one-dimensional. And, two, and two, uh, you know, everything was on Tyreek Hill and everything bounced out from there. And I, I think now when the Chiefs have had a lot of, a lot of success offensively when some of the big names aren't on the field, the home spreads the ball out, finds the open receiver, they score points, and they don't miss anything. So I think it's a big risk by Beach, but I think it's the right move to make. And uh, I think this is the kind of like the future of, you know, how the Chiefs are going to build and rebuild their roster every year because – they got away with a lot, not making a lot of changes, doing the same thing, and hoping that you know they could repeat the past success. When they learned that ain't going to work anymore. 
the word that always jumps to my mind after this one in the initial shock, you're you're trading away this piece that means so much to what you are, your identity offensively is sustainability. Because for the next decade, yeah. it's not about Tyreek Hill. It's not about nope. Honey Badger. It is about one guy, and that is the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and having a roster around him that you are going to have a shot going into January every year that you feel like right. you have an opportunity to win it. Is this model, the sustainability in what is turning out to be a very different NFL as it pertains to the salary cap, do you believe that the Chiefs are on the right track of doing that? Yeah, I think so, too, because, you know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes gives you a 50-50 chance to get to the AFC title game every year. doesn't matter who's around him. If he just has one of those, you know, lights-out seasons, he's going to carry this team on his back. If the defense is, you know, not below average but slightly above that, you know, he's going he's gonna to walk through more Super Bowls. And I, and I think they, they were so reliant on him to some degree, and I think they just didn't see that the sustainability was going to end with all these great players and starting to pay these guys big money. You know, I mean, the Chiefs played poorly last year at times during games, mm-hmm. and they still got to the title game. And had it not been for just a, you know, a, a mess in the second half between the coaches and the players, and Chiefs probably going to the Super Bowl and probably winning again last year. So I, I think they looked at that and said, you know what? This is, this is a new NFL. You look at all, all these AFC teams. You've got, what, 12 of the top 15 quarterbacks in the NFL and the AFC. you got three on the NFC. These teams are going to beat each other up. We better come up with a different plan so we can stay consistent. And I think that's what they learned in the last couple of years. And I think with this draft coming up, you're going to kind of see how the Chiefs are going to rebuild. I think they're going to take the New England Patriots approach, and they're just going to build people, get, get guys around, Patrick Mahomes, jettison when they hit their 30s, and just keep re- restocking. Well, if they do take the New England Patriots approach, then that may be, they might be grabbing somebody a little under the radar, which as a Broncos fan, it worries me because there's a kid, a receiver from North Dakota State, uh, Christian mm-hmm. Watson, who's big. Right. He's incredibly fast, and and if he would have gone to uh, you know an SEC school or, or put him anywhere else other yeah. than uh, than uh, in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, everybody right. would be talking about this kid. Is Christian Watson on their radar late in the first round? Yeah, he absolutely is. I mean, I think there's been a lot of knock on him. You know, small college and wasn't great competition. I don't care if you can catch the ball over the middle and you can run like that. It doesn't matter to me. You got talent. And I think he's definitely a guy along with Williams. I mean, I've been saying this all along. I think the Chiefs would be foolish to not draft two wide receivers, one at 29 and one at 30, or move up to get Williams at maybe you know, 14, 15, 16, something like that. But they're never going to get a class. There's never going to be a class of wide receivers this good, this deep for four rounds that I, I, can't, even, I can't even go in the record books and say, okay, when has this happened before? It's never happened. I mean, the Chiefs are probably going to draft at least two wide receivers, maybe three, throughout the three-day process. But Watson is a, is a guy that I think they really like. They've had him in. They had Williams in. I think one of those two guys is, has a pretty strong chance uh, to become a member of the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. Middle of the defense, defensive tackle spot, of course, the defensive backfield. From what they were back in September, that defense turned out pretty good, but need a lot of help on that side of the football. What else are they targeting on the defensive side of the ball? Um, they got to find they got to find at least two cornerbacks. They got to find at least two edge rushers. Um, they've got to get some interior defensive line help. They got to do something. 
if they're going to salvage Chris Jones, and I know that sounds like a, a weird thing to say, but if he's going to play beyond this coming season in Kansas City, they, they, they can't have these teams double and triple team them every game. There has to be a pass rush. Um, I, I, I think there's definitely two or three edge rushers that they could probably grab in the first, second, and third round that probably could start for them next year or pretty close to it. You know, they've got Frank Clark. they still got Ingram out there. We, we, obviously, he's not going to sign until training camp because he doesn't want to do the OTA or minicamp stuff. <laughs> but there's a possibility that that happens. Um, but cornerback, edge, um, are, are in defensive line are the three areas. You know, they may take two, three offensive players, but I think if they keep the 12 picks, which there's no way they are, um, then they're definitely going to probably focus the majority of those picks. Um, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, let's talk about the division overall, Nick. Clearly, it's uh, it's entirely different from uh, when when we left yeah. it. Look, the Chargers arrow was pointing up. I'm a big believer uh, in Herbert. Um, I, I think he's going to be a superstar if he's not already there yet. Obviously, Denver's got Russell Wilson. No first-round pick this year or next year. Adams gets back with his uh, former college teammate in Carr. Uh, I like what the Raiders have done. I'm uh, not sold on the head coach just because I saw McBlunder when he was in Denver, and he was a disaster. <laughs> Granted, that yeah. was a long time ago. Um, the division overall, this is... And, and you said it earlier about teams beating each other up i don't think the chiefs are going to have the you know just the march to an not an undefeated no. uh, run through the afc west but maybe one or two losses i think this, this this afc west is going to be i mean how much fun is it going to be to watch uh it's going to be a blast i mean you, you've already got the networks fighting over all these games i mean the rumor is that the second week of the season the thursday night primetime game is going to be in kansas city probably against denver uh, that seems to be the rumor. On Amazon? That out. On Amazon, yeah. yeah. So I think we're going to find that out. They're going to announce actually that game on Thursday night uh, of the draft. I mean, listen, this is the best division of football from talent level at quarterback to pure entertainment. And I'm telling you right now, guys, the team that goes 4-2 and two in the division, mm-hmm. they're going to win it. Yeah. There's going to be, every, I think, there's a lot of 3-3s. Three and threes. You know, the Chiefs aren't going to walk into Denver and, you know, have an easy victory or – you know, I can go to the Chargers and hope they implode again. You know, the Raiders, the Raiders are the Raiders. You just never know any given Sunday. They're going to be great or they're going to be awful. You know, nothing, nothing in between. So, but I'm with you. I, I think when it's all said and done, you still have to look who has the best head coach, who has the best quarterback. You know, not being a homer, I still think it's in Kansas City. Those other teams have to prove that they can be better than those two. And for the last five years, nobody in the division has been able to do that. And, Listen, the Chiefs are a scary team because they got a chip on their shoulder. They were embarrassed by the Bengals. No reason they should have lost that football game. None. They had every chance to win it. They have a, a, an offseason with an Eric enemy sack that dragged and dragged. You know, they finally brought Nagy in. You know, they made some changes on the coaching staff. They jettisoned Hill. But Mahomes has been working like a beast in the offseason outside of his wedding and his wedding weekend. You know, he's got the receivers he's working with. It's just it's a different feel for me, and I think I think the season will be more well rounded. But I also think every other team in the division is going to be more well rounded as well, and it's it's going to be fun. I'm 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 just you know penciling any division game. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. I think these teams are going to beat each other up, and then all these teams that have to face other AFC teams that have equally as good quarterbacks are going to beat beat each other up too. So it's it's going to be fascinating. I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC. I still think Mahomes is the is the trump card of it all. You know, if he plays outstanding, you know, not a lot of teams are going to beat Kansas City. But 
some other team has got to find a way to beat Kansas City. And until they do, all these new coaches and all these new quarterbacks and all these new wide receivers don't mean anything if, if they can't defeat the Chiefs. And they're building the teams to do that but they still have to do it outside of what's on paper. And one of the exciting things is the division's going to be great, but the AFC as a whole is going to be excellent. You kind of mentioned that a little bit. Yeah, you cross the line through the Jags and the Texans and the Jets, but the other 13 teams in that conference probably all feel like they have a shot at the very least of being a playoff team and a little bit more. I don't think maybe short of Buffalo anybody's going to be 13 and 4 better. You might get the 2 seed this year at 10 and 7. I I wouldn't be shocked if that plays out in that direction. Yeah, and the AFC, you know, they've got the nine road games this year. They're at, you know, they got mm. their game against the NFC, so you know that does factor into it. And and you know, one thing I like about what Andy Reid does, I mean, he is dominant against the NFC. He was five and zero against them last year. You know, that was the reason they went to, to the, you know, they had the success they had in the season because in those AFC games, they didn't always play that great. They pulled out some wins. They had some terrible losses. But you're right. I mean, the, the, the I mean, the, the AFC is so stacked. And you take two or three teams out, maybe four, and any given Sunday, unlike any other year we've ever had, you know, they have less, less uh, issues at quarterback. There's a few teams that have some issues, but for the most part, the most important position on the field, you know, you've got, you've got a lot of A, A-plus guys, but you've got a lot of B-minus, B-plus guys that we haven't had in the AFC in a really long time. Yeah, going to be fascinating. Nick, when the schedule comes out in its entirety, we will uh, catch up with you again, so sometime uh, early May. Uh, May 12th, I think, is the announcement, so we'll talk to you uh, the day after that. Nick, thank you. My pleasure, guys. It's great talking to you, and uh, we'll talk next month. I can't wait to do it every single week. That means football is back. (laughs) Take care, pal. Good to hear from you. Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. Trent, before we get to to our break, Mm -hmm. um, DraftKings has put up uh, an AFC West special. Have you looked? I have not. All right, so this is most regular season passing yards amongst the four quarterbacks in the AFC West. Most regular season passing yards per quarterback. Okay. And they've listed a price who's the who's the shortest price it's got to be mahomes it's not hmm. well if it's not mahomes is it wilson keep going it's your boyfriend justin herbert it's my guy justin herbert <laughs> justin herbert's a plus a buck 20 who's second mahomes at plus 150 who's third car yes plus 350 russell wilson is 12 to 1 well at that price Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick. Don't you think? Now they have a really good back. Yeah, Williams. Yeah. And a good offensive line. Yes. So I guess that goes into the price, but at 12 to 1? Trent, how do you not take a shot at that? Well, I know what I'm doing here during the commercial break. Opening up that DraftKings account. And firing it well. Would you like me to help you find it, Trent? You always, we, that's a role reversal here. Trent, where is. is this damn thing on this thing? So this is under the NFL tab. Yeah, NFL tab, and I don't know how I got here, but there it is. <laughs> I'm great. Uh, we'll take a I'll time. be able to find it. Yes, you will. You certainly will. All right, we'll go from that uh, DraftKings uh, special to Circa, and they sponsor Trent's Play of the Day. It is coming up next. A lot of NBA tonight. Do you like one game more than the others right off the bat here? Is there one that jumps out to you? Well, from a betting perspective, not as much as, of course, what I'm going to be watching. Why the T-Wolves Memphis got to be at 630? Because of the kids. I get it. Yeah, right? I got yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be running around. They're going to be nuts. 
And then you got, all right, let's see, let's time up halftime here. Then we'll take them up to bed during that. It just, it creates, those late night games are so good. I, I'm preaching to the parenting choir no, out there. No, I know they know how difficult that can be. And this portion of the listing demographics on my side, we love 630. Right. We're just home from the 5 o'clock special dinner. A little blue plate. <laughs> By the way, I told you about my um, my pill holder. Yes. You know, my everyday pill. Guess what's on the docket for tomorrow? What do you got tomorrow? Tomorrow, a blue pill? No, no. Speaking well, of blue? <laughs> no, I still, I don't have to schedule those yet. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> content. Uh, Cindy and I are partaking in... Medicare school. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just one of those things when you get old, you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about it? No, no clue. Uh, Thankfully. See, this is one of the things I miss about Canada. I know everybody doesn't like socialized medicine. Sure. I get it. But it's sure a lot easier. Right, right. There's no school that goes There's involved, right? nothing. And right. if you need, you know... Um, Deliver a baby in the morning and heaven forbid something happens, you got that brain surgery in the afternoon. There's no bill. Right. Um, but this whole Medicare stuff, I'm we're nervous. We're at that age. What are they gonna tell you? What I don't gonna... know. Yeah. I don't know. So you sign up is this like a computer thing that you No, have? you gotta go we gotta leave the house. You gotta go to the you gotta go and is it like a class with Yes. 20 other... I'm assuming. I was going to say elderly people, but I didn't yes, want you to no, hit me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, of my demographic. There you go. Nicer way to put it. Medicare school. Medicaid. What is it? Medicaid or Medicare? Whatever it is. Uh, not looking forward to it. But I guess it beats the alternative, sure, right? Absolutely. Well, it's 1145. Miller and Condon back with Trent's Play of the Day. Circus Sports sponsors it. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Join. With the first pick in the 2022 KXNO Mock Draft, Graphite Construction Group selects you. That's right. We're doing it again. Join the Sports Fanatics and Graphite Construction Group as we broadcast live Wednesday, April 27th from Ken's in the lower level of the Iowa Tap Room for an interactive mock draft. Rep your team, make the selection, and announce it live on air. And when you make the pick, I'll be there alongside Graphite's Russ Carew to provide analysis and breakdown. Come join us for a fun afternoon of football talk, drinks and apps, and a chance to win some great door prizes. Wednesday, April 27th at Ken's. Not so secret speakies. Want to build it better with us? Graphite Construction Group is hiring. From carpenters, general laborers, to supers and PMs, we're growing and need to add to our team. Apply online at graphitegrp.com. And we'll see you Wednesday, April 27th for the KXNO Graphite Construction Group Mock Draft. Graphite Construction Group. Find wolfroofing.net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Building a better community doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, dedication, and sacrifice. It takes a team, and it takes time. That's why for 75 years, we at NCMIC have been here working for you and with you. But this anniversary, we're not just looking back. We're focusing on the future, on building Iowa, on the better days ahead, and on how together 
we can all start taking the path forward. Lottery. Do you remember when America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, won their first Super Bowl with Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, and company? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Final couple of minutes here on a uh, Tuesday. David Kaplan tomorrow. Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, tomorrow will join us. Uh, amongst others, we're going to have somebody in from uh, the uh, Iowa Mission of Mercy, that big dental event that's coming to the fairgrounds in November. What does that mean? It means that folks that are um, not in a spot where they can afford dental care, um, there's a weekend it's essentially free where dentists from across the state of Iowa they move their entire dental office for the most part to the fairgrounds. It's in Des Moines this year. Moves around the entire state. But we've been waiting to promote this event for a couple of years. Thank you, NCMIC, for allowing us to do this. But uh, their big kickoff uh, is tomorrow, and we're going to have somebody on from uh, that organization to tell us more about that. I mean, it's can you imagine having a toothache or not mm-hmm. be able to go to the dentist and get a tooth pulled or mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah? Um, it's such a great event, and we're grateful that we can help promote it starting tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, certainly let people in the community know exactly what it is and know our demographics a little bit different. But if you know people that are in need, hey, let them know that's coming up. you got a family member, got a friend, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and whatever the reason that they can't do it, help them out because this is an incredible oh, Amazing. This is dental offices moving to the That's fairgrounds, it and yeah. it is free. Yeah. There's no strings attached. None. There's nothing that goes into it. It's not going to be billed to you later. Nope. Nothing like that. Nope. This is all free. So let as many people out there know, and we will do our part here, both on KX and Owen across the iHeartMedia. Yeah, and this isn't just kids. This is everybody. you yes. got a toothache. You haven't been a while since you've been able to have your teeth cleaned. Whatever. Iowa Mission of Mercy It's coming to the fairgrounds in November. We when are... I was in college, I didn't have dental care. Oof. Yeah, and just dealt with it. Luckily, nothing happened. They chipped a tooth and dealt with it, right? Well, you're over at Drake right now. You're at Grandview, and you're in the same circumstance that I was some 20 years ago. There you go. There's an opportunity for you. Indeed. All right. Let's uh, make some money for our audience, Trent. Circus Sports sponsors your play of the day. We've got a bunch of basketball here tonight. Mm-hmm. Three opportunities. Um, Minnesota's on TNT. Uh, but I guess I didn't even look. Let's I think they're T. Here. I think the early games. NBA it's got to be yeah. It's TNT. Yep. Good. TNT and then the Pelican Suns late will also be, and you'll get NBA TV for the Hawks and the Heat. That's where I'm going to start my play. Uh huh. With, I just can't stop the Hawks. I'm, I'm going to bet on them again. You are. I'm going to jump aboard. Going to grab the six and a half here. Give me ATL with pick number one. Pick two. We'll go late night. I told you yesterday. You're, everything, you're, you're unloading. Everything on, on Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Yeah. It's over this and over that and same game parlays and everything else and every prop bet I can find. <laughs> I'm taking over on Chris Paul in this one. I think he bounces back in a big way. What's I the number on the game? Six and a half. I'm going to lay the points also in that one. Mm-hmm. Give me Phoenix minus a six and a half. T-Wolves game, going to stay away, going to watch it as a fan and just have a rooting interest that way. Now, Can they win? Well, of course they can. Will they win? No. 
Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't have a whole lot of optimism there. And because of that, I'll probably have some kind of emotional hedge and actually play Memphis because well, <laughs> T-Wolves are going to lose, at least make a little money on it, right? I like to do the emotional hedge. And then, of course, we have some baseball. One thing that has jumped out just this week, starting, I think it was Sunday when I was doing my handicapping Sunday morning, is the books are catching up big time to the dead ball. Yes. As, as we're continuing here. Coming down. Yep. So many conversations. Mm-hmm. And just looking across today, here's the slate. I'm going to go through in order. Uh, seven. These are totals. Run totals in the game. Seven. Seven. Eight. Seven and a half. Seven. Eight. Seven and a half. Eight. Eight and a half. There we go. A seven and a half. A seven. Finally a nine in the Texas-Houston uh, game tonight. Seven and a half. And then late night, Dodgers-Arizona's ten. But I can't remember seeing this many flat sevens. There are sixes and six and a half that have been popping up here. We're talking total runs in a game, just how different that is compared to where we once were. Well, we will grade your uh, card. I'm with you on Chris Paul. I think he has a big, big night. Did they win? Yeah. They throttle him. You think? I'm playing alternate point spreads. Suns and then they get the winner of the Dallas-Utah series? Dallas and seven. That's what I'm rooting for. Are you? I got a nice little ticket on that one. And if you jumped on Toronto when they were down 3-0, hmm 18 to 1 at the time. Huge price. We're back tomorrow. Miller and Condon, 10 to noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX.